you're listening to Science Boobies, culturally insensitive quantum physics and space-time stuff. With your hosts, Jen and Brian, you can find us on scienceboobies.com. That's right, boobies. Hello and welcome to Science Boobies, the coolest podcast on Earth, where we speak about culturally insensitive quantum physics and space-time stuff. Find out more information and get your uh, Science Boobies t-shirt at scienceboobies.com. That's scienceboobies.com. I'm Brian, your co-host, and here is uh, your other co-host, Jen. Say hi, Jen. Hi, Brian. Nice to be here. That's great. So what are we going to talk about this week, Jen? I don't know. I feel like we've kind of covered everything, so. Oh, you just want to shut the podcast down? You're you're done then? (laughs) Well, I like to explore topics and answer questions, but I'm not very good at debating. But people think I want to debate, and then it just turns into this big thing. All right. Okay. Well, before we get into that, I, I got a couple questions for you here. Yay. All right. So, hypothetically, you meet a guy. Let's say you're single. Uh, you, let's say you're totally single. You meet a guy. Okay. Good looking. He makes you laugh. He's a billionaire, right? Direct descendant of Yogananda. He's a, he's a, he owns a chain of... He owns a chain of yoga centers and owns the largest medicinal marijuana farm in the country. Okay? Okay. Right. Loves to travel. Coolest guy in the world. Is madly in love with you. Okay? Uh, you start dating. This is good so far, right? You start dating. It's a very unlikely scenario, but... <laughs> you start dating, and then um, you have a whirlwind romance, and uh, he decides to to ask you to marry him, and you're about to say yes, but then he says, but there's this one thing, Jen, I think you should know. And and you say, oh, what? And he goes, I'm a virulent Marxist. Is that going to be a problem in our relationship? What do you say, Jen, to that? I would try to convince him using logic and reason that Marxism is catastrophically dangerous for your mind it's on level with religion for in terms of like how damaging it is to the psyche so well let's let's say you couldn't convince him and for this for the purposes of this hypothetical argument he will remain a virulent marxist the rest of his life he'll be nice to you of course but well i want to know what what he means by marxist does he mean living the lifestyle of Karl marx not so much as that. He gives money to Marxist organizations. He uh, supports Marxist causes. He even has a Marxist podcast. <laughs> but, he, but he's great to you. So your relationship's great. This is just stuff he does on the side. So, but that will never end as long as you know him. Could you, could you oh, marry him? Okay. So it's like, would you marry a tyrant, appeal yeah. to the female sort of desire for resources? You'll be known. You'll be known as the wife of the 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 biggest Marxist in the world. But again, direct descendant of Yogananda owns a chain of yoga shops, um, owns the largest medicinal marijuana farm in the country. Billionaire, loves to travel, funny guy. So you're asking me if it's a deal breaker? Yeah. I would not be able to continue on with somebody who couldn't see the logic in my absolutely perfect argument against Marxism on all levels. It's just like as a framework, as a philosophical framework, it fails. So nobody truly who understood anything about the expansion techniques of yoga would ever endorse something so obviously stupid. That's the beauty of hypothetical situations. I can create the variables. Well, first of all, a direct descendant of a yogi slash an owner of a bunch of yoga studios seems like those two things may not necessarily go together. Yeah, but they're there for your pleasure, though. Well, I just feel like a Marxist 
necessarily doesn't have a very good relationship with themselves because they were able to fall into that false ideology. And because it's like, it's false. So it, you need to like create an environment to reflect it. So you become a tyrant and trying to enforce the ideology on other people, like subconsciously, because you just believe like you're very, you're verging on a psychic break. Basically anytime someone contradicts your stupid hypothesis, which is basically anytime you meet someone who isn't as dumb as you are. But, 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 but he's cool to you. Well, he just, there's no way that those, that, that, because for me, like, the thing probably most appealing is, I don't want to say intelligence, but. He thinks, <laughs> he, thinks, he thinks you're the most beautiful, wonderful girl he's ever met in his life and treats you like a queen, makes you breakfast every morning, takes you on trips to the woods. You know what, though? Sometimes people do those things because they're trying to compensate for, like, something bad that they did to you, like cheating. <laughs> That's thing okay. like that dishonesty when they're looking in your eyes and what you can what you know that they're thinking to themselves is how happy they are that they've deceived you. It's the same with religious proselytizers. It's that like anxious need to convince other people because on a core level you yourself aren't convinced and you need to like create this environment that reflects your delusions because otherwise you're basically verging on a complete meltdown at all times. Which is how churches get built. Well, to usually to defend from the approaching horde of zombies, yes. <laughs> okay, so so you're saying ridiculous guy name. Let's call him um, um, Hansel. Hey, Mark. No, that's his too obvious. Is, Carl what? M. No, no, his name is his, his name is Hansel Hansel Yogananda. <laughs> Hansel Are you going y- to? Turn down Hansel Yogananda's wedding proposal because you don't like his politics. <laughs> First of all, it's not a political system. It's a it's an ideology. Okay. Which is somewhat different because it's more fundamental than that. And Marxists see all of life on that scale. So they're very naturally tending towards psychopathic uh, manifestations because it doesn't have any individual individuation as regards merit or anything. It's basically the opposite of a meritocracy. Your family loves him. Um, My family worships Karl Marx to an unhealthy degree. Like they might have had a shrine for him in the like every room. That. <clears throat> you know what I came up? With? Yeah, I came up with an excellent metaphor to explain it. I told like, I'm Israel. She's Palestine. My sister, right? right? You what? It's it's all you have to say. What? I'm Israel. She's Palestine. And that's oh, like, that, that kind of strikes to the very core of what the problem of cultural, okay. of any type of cultural Marxism without a real core understanding of what it is that you're Marxizing in the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As you can see, it just simply goes to crazier extents because people are becoming more like dogmatic about their ideological affiliation, right? Like they're compulsively imposing it on other people like that's what happened with my yoga class like some woman was like oh my god jen's bad so i was like okay well you're gonna see who's got credibility at the end of this it might be me it might be you but you know you never know but i certainly never worshipped Karl marx i never felt that garbage what if he would also support your political and ideological leanings as well in other words he was basically Split down the middle. Well, uh, my my only ideology is a perpetual search of truth and objectivity. So, it can prove with math that the Marxist coordinate system is false in two in in like probably not two ways, but infinity ways. And it's mm-hmm. hard because people most afflicted by it are already at a point where you can't even convince them that they have the wrong perspective in the first place at all because they just see everything as oh man and oh is oppressor and blah blah and the media is basically guaranteed it's like a machine for false association it's like how how people get away with things is by falsely attributing things in the media all right and okay okay. multiple calm down jen calm down jen okay so let's say he he asks you to marry him but he says listen um i'm gonna give you six months to think about this and then if after six months you don't want to marry me, I'll go away. So Hansel Yogananda is going to give you six months. 
do you take the six months and travel around the world and just enjoy being with a guy? Or do you keep your morals together and, and, and your pride and you dump him right then and there? Yes, I said boobies. Uh, probably go on a campaign travel. to try to uh, sort of figure out what exactly he meant by Marxism. Just because a lot of people, they don't mean Marxism when they think of it. Like they have um, different associations, you know, collectivism gets convolved into that. And Yeah. So during that six months, you're going to enjoy his private jet and his medicinal marijuana farm and, uh, and all the I just traveling. don't care about those superficial things if I'm with someone who's like an ideological scumbag. Because an ideological scumbag is perpetually trying to proselytize their false ideology to you. So it's like, it's not enough well, Let's that, say he doesn't do that. Let's say he doesn't do that. Well, uh, it has to proselytize because Marxism is, it's like it makes you insecure if you don't proselytize because you become like almost like a zombie forced to impose these Especially if you have a moral compass, that's why it's the sad part is like it's and it hijacks people that actually have that moral compass, but it's not guided properly, so they just end up turning into these censorious word Hitlers, and they you know like this fat bitch that can my class, you know she thinks I'm the bad guy, it's like you're so dumb, and you know the fact that you did this to me is like, well, of course, I'm gonna come back on you, you imbecile, like I care about reputation more than pro- obviously you do if you're coming after someone like me. Yeah. Because All I right, see so the Mark coordinate system. So, you know, I don't Marxist have that limitation. It's a, I think it's you just like using limitation. the Jen, I just think you like using the phrase coordinate system. I, it's a way I, to look at things. It's a lens through which you, you interpret things. You so think about everything. Lens, they lens it out on words. They don't have a lot of conceptual lenses. They don't have a lot of low... But you talk about it like... You talk about it with anything. You're like, oh, um, time, space, coordinate system, uh, Walmart, Taco Bell coordinate system. Like you, you, <laughs> you project it on everything. Like this seems. Yeah, that's my goal is to figure out what the coordinate systems are, and then figure out the entropy of coordinate systems, and find the optimal coordinate system given the entropy. Well, you know, other people have hobbies like bowling or um, or flying kites. You want to find the entropy and coordinate systems. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, oh people God. were. They were not believing me that, about reincarnation. They're like, blah, blah, I don't believe you. I'm like, well, I'll just prove it with math. Like, so I just went out, I set out in search of the answer to that. I just trusted myself. And mm-hmm. there you go. Like, if you take it or leave it, but, you know, right, I'm not so, backing. So, Hansel Yogananda is going to stay single then, right? Well, if we can't come to an understanding, like, if his general attitude on life is that one class is oppressing another, He's going to look to apply that framework in every single interaction. So what it ends up turning into is like a guilting thing, which mm-hmm. because unfortunately it's embodied by spiteful women many times in our culture, like because the problem is that we take advantage of superior people in our culture because, again, fucking Marxism like equates everybody's value when that's a complete fallacy. Um, the only way we can have a good culture is like with the superior people being uplifted. And also there are people who police the lower people to just tell them to shut the hell up when they're behaving stupid. And hopefully sounds- how bad things have gotten today is a, is a way to prove future generations do not defy the order of society. Do not try to come on to, uh, back on logic with emotions. Okay. So what, what is a, uh, give me a very simple definition or comparison. Um, between Marxism and socialism? So those words are extremely, extremely easy to confuse, especially in this day and age, because a lot of people basically, okay, they equate communism to the more recent, like, genocide. Socialism, again, it's like the historical, because the historical, like people, the thing is without realizing it, because people are brainwashed with Marxism, they've started to erase history because they are subconsciously erasing any part of history that doesn't agree with their narrative, which is basically right, everything, right? Because it's <laughs> yeah. such a simplistic reductionist, stupid narrative. Plus they have the feminist framework, which itself is Marxist because it's been infiltrated by Marxists, which is like a propaganda tool for Soviets again. So it's like, there is a logical order to it, but 
I honestly think it's going to take like a bunch of us just sitting down. With you are the longest-winded friend I have in the world. <laughs> I think I lost track of the original question. Sorry, what, what was the... The uh, original question was give me a quick, brief definition of the difference between Marxism and socialism in like one sentence each. It really depends on the context because if you look at, you know, what's the most recent context for socialism, oh. I would argue that it's Nazism because like, you, you hear people use Nazi as an insult, but obviously that's just where it's been co-opted to control white people's speech. Like, again, through Marxism, these self-righteous, self-aggrandizement of uh, low-quality shit munchers and feeling self-justified about it and then other people subsequently feeling like they can't, they can't be uh, just in their own society. Because, again, they're just going to get persecuted because people didn't really think about, is Marxism a good idea? They just kind of got on board with it, unfortunately. Right. I'm going to abandon the question because <laughs> I don't know if uh, I have enough recording capability in this call <laughs> to get to your definition. But Okay, well, th there's an ideal for it, right? Like when everybody's contributing something. It's like a yeah. potluck, right? Okay, okay so a potluck's good though, right? With begging on the street, Okay. If you want to build good. something as a community, which you could argue is quote-unquote communism in some really positive, awesome way, yeah. then everybody would have to come with something, would have to bring something to the table to build something. Each according to his ability. Um, that is particular propaganda within a particular country. I'm just saying the ideal. Like, I mean, if you want to, if you want to distinguish things, Sometimes it's easy to take the ideal case. There is no ideal case of Marxism because it's, it's basically a coordinate system slash ideology which causes societies that use it to start to decay because they manifest the effects that they predict because the people who, who study the society are in denial about the obvious like contradictions to it. Right. Like Nobody realistically taken seriously has any respect for Marxism, yet it's still coming out like Ron Paul just publish something about cultural Marxism because it's a problem, right? So it's, okay. it's on the zeitgeist level now, which is good because people can actually become 100% fully consciously aware of it. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to take the wheel of the science booby jet plane and we're going to bring it up to 40,000 feet and we're going we're gonna to get higher in this discussion here because we don't want to get stuck in the weeds. Okay. I don't, don't want to see you get stuck in the weeds, so I'll, I'll ask it like this. Let's say we're having a dinner party. Me, you, and two other people, two friends, and, and we're going to just, you know, have a potluck at your house, and we're all going to bring something. But let's say that's it's going to be a socialist potluck, or or it'll be a Marxist yeah. so, uh, potluck. Yeah, uh, so a Marxist potluck would show up, and everybody wouldn't bring something, and then they would call the police to arrest everybody else in the neighborhood and demand food because they were e equal. Okay, so whole, what about the communist so one? Oh, I mean, well, the I socialist mean, one, the socialist one. I, I couldn't even tell you. I'm not even going to try to differentiate between communist and socialist because it's way too uh, nuanced, uh, cult, uh, sorry, historically. I'm not. Is the socialism just sharing? Here's a fun thing to do. Find a hammer and start hitting your head with it repeatedly. Seriously, try it. It's fun. All the cool people are doing it. You'll see stars. You'll see stars. <laughs> No, there's all <laughs> ideological underpinnings to it, right? Especially when you have nut jobs controlling the purse strings and people don't understand finances, right? Like, do you agree that a person who doesn't understand finance should run budgets? No, correct. I agree yep. that they should. Yep, run that's budget. the case for a lot of people because they are ideological. They're ideologically affiliated, not uh, they're not educated. Right. So it's a way ideological affiliation is a way that the elite have like controlled uh, the flow of information in society like, so that most people dumb down to the point where they can't understand what's happening in the world today. It's like, it's like how you have a popular re religious leader in a neighborhood uh, who has no skills other than obviously brainwashing people. But because he has that, you know, that support, he runs for like city council and then he gets elected to like state senate and suddenly he's a political leader based on nothing but the fact that, you know, he knows how to lie to people. Well, first of all, what percentage of the American take your pick on the legislative body isn't religiously affiliated? Like I'm thinking it's negative like one. one. I think it's zero point negative one. Uh, yeah, so there's negative a person who doesn't have religious <laughs> affiliation. So clearly these people are like, you know, I don't know how it works exactly. 
what the big deal is. How many atheist congressmen are there? I, I, I was listening to a piece covering this recently, but I, I don't, I, I seem to remember they said it's saying one, but I, I could be wrong. Zero point negative one, roughly. <laughs> That's what I thought. That's for another show. Okay, so Marxism is bad. You're out to destroy it, or they're waking up. Can you understand so they, why Marxism is bad, though? Like, do you see how thinking the, of the world in such a simplistic framework might be dangerous? Would you say that people that go to a Baptist church in the, in the middle of the Kentucky woods and let the preacher tell them a bunch of crap and they give all their money to him and he controls them and tells them what to do and they have no ability to think about on their own anymore because they've given up their, their free will to, to this guy. Is that similar okay. to Marxism? Yes, except the guy you're giving up your free will to is a disgusting degenerate who never worked a day in his life and kills Most preachers children. are that, actually, so. So that's, well, that's, unfortunately, that's, you know, it's it's been it's it's a very easy position in society to exploit religiously. Yeah. It's almost and so that's why it's I don't know if that's why everybody Maybe that's why everyone's so religious. religious. Oh my god, I just figured it out. The reason why everyone's so religious in in this country is because it's basically a Marxist psyop. Really? <laughs> They're all Marxist meaning psyop, houses. Yeah. What? Religion is a psyop, but you can't necessarily say that, you know, the, the religion, let's say Christianity, is, is Marxist. You could apply it in a Marxist way. Marxism in Christianity, Christianity as practiced, as practiced in the southern United States and Latin America and Africa. I think it's a very, obviously, mind-controlling. Oh, it's an oppressive down, ideology. It's not, oppressive. I mean, Marx, Marxism is an oppressive ideology. So is that religion, um, but they're they're not necessarily the same ideology. I don't know. Uh, some people, a lot of people, would argue that it's like a sun god. The Christianity is, is a sun god. Um, no, it's a, a sun god would make more sense because the sun can be proven to exist. Well, it's, it's said by many scholars to be a sun, like a religion that is sun god centric. Yeah. Like a heliocentric religion, but the personification of the sun is the Jesus personality. Yeah. That's kind of the sad part. Like you're limited to one single personality. And when you have only one personality in the teaching, it just becomes kind of monotonous and mm-hmm. people will just become really gray. And then it's easy for something like Marxism to take hold because they don't really have any other, they don't have any other ideology to save them. So, if, so, if, so basically... Between Marxism and religion, they carved up the world between them. There's statism as well, which goes right in hand, hand in hand with Marxism. And as you can see, the, the left taking over, that was exacerbated by their Marxist ideology because they're just, I don't want to say conniving, exploitative intellectuals, but they kind of know the formula for success is just like apply Marxism again, which is it creates victims which then can, you can use to create class uh, tensions, or not class tensions, sorry, but tensions between different groups of uh, cultural tensions, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's called, they call it race baiting sometimes, but it kind of goes beyond that because you're just trying to stoke div- divisiveness between groups in any way that you can. Okay. I mean, that's, that's the mechanism of the media, whether, whether they're aware of it or not. So everyone should become a Republican because they basically want everyone to be like a nice, normal, happy nuclear family. So wouldn't that solve everything? Well, there's issues with the Republican Party in the sense of religion. They're blind to certain religious oppression that they themselves totally. It's hard hard to be a real leader when you're a slave to such a shitty religion, right? Have you watched the Republican National Convention? It was like a church sermon. It was crazy. The thing is, it's hard to differentiate between having respect for a local variation of religion and generally sort of spitting in the face of religion. But yeah, it's well, not in the face of spitting in the face of Christianity or Islam or Judaism or Hinduism. That's like spitting in the face of, um, of Hercules and Perseus and, you know, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's a fantasy. It's, it's, a, it's a fallacy used to control people. In fact, the... the, uh, so the what we're seeing in society right now is actually the counter example that, uh, that's the reason why that this line of reasoning is false. And it's because people need some type 
of core ideology. Otherwise, it can be supplanted with why, all these why can't it just be horrible ideologies why, without people even realizing it. Oops. <laughs> you know. But, Jen, why can't people just be happy identifying as being humans from Earth? Um, well, uh, there's like a natural submissiveness to humans where they really need basically for somebody to tell them how to think. Oh, you're probably right. And this is how despots and, and dictators rise and uh, people well, like the, the you know, televangelists. It's easy to have that. What? That's easy to have. That's a very easy maximum entropy state because you just – people, the more you rise, the higher you go. Because you're like, oh, my God, he's so amazing. And it's like, oh, my God, he's so amazing, he's so amazing, because more and more people are coming around and around rallying, right? So mm-hmm. that's – but then, you know, people get to that point where the expectation is that you're at this level. So it's quite alienating. So I don't really – I wouldn't say I trust any of those, those types. I mean, the, the only credibility is reputation. But let's uh, let's uh, divert a little bit onto religion because it's been a, a kind of a my personal hobby lately has been to you know expose religion for the farcical brainwashing cults that they are. I um, saw that. Um, yes, I saw the uh, the book, and it it's very well reasoned, which I I like that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talking about the Leonard Bobnicks. Oh, well, of course I am. Yeah. We'll save that for another day. Um, But I want to talk about, like, televangelists. There's these guys in, like, Florida and Georgia that that run these megachurches, especially the one guy that always has a stupid shit-eating grin on his face. Um, And they have private jets, and millions of people give them millions of dollars every year. How – and – they know, I think in their hearts, the people that are giving the money know that it's all bullshit. And the guy that's running the church doesn't believe any of this stupid crap. He doesn't believe anything about Jesus or anything. He's in a free cynical of you. I think for most people, the belief, the faith in those systems is the fear of death and the desire for no, not no, having I'm, to deal with reincarnation. So they're like, I'm oh, well, about, let's go to heaven. Ah. I'm, I'm talking about people that regularly give money to these sleazy televangelists. Yeah, that's a compulsion. It's like, oh, I better buy off Jesus because he's going to smite me if I don't give him 10 bucks. And that makes sense. It's an old trick in the book. People have been getting fucked over by religion since forever. And that's why you have to have free speech so that it doesn't creep in because it it can creep in without people even realizing it, if you know what I mean. Let me ask you a question. How can people go to these these healing revivals in the South when (laughs) none of – when none of them have ever seen those same preachers walk into a hospital and heal anyone. And, and miraculously, no one has ever healed of, of uh, missing limbs. Uh, and since this is obvious, why would anyone still believe it? The uh, main reason, I think, is the fear of death. Uh, the easiness of the heaven solution. All you have to do is fuck over the planet, everybody outside your religious group, and uh, culture as a whole, and you can go to a magical place when you die. Talk about being cynical. That's the most cynical thing I've ever heard in my life. You're saying basically this, this whole world is, um, is pushing the throttle on, you know, um, a, a, a death race, uh, you know, to hell. How many of these assholes do you think are trying to trigger a uh, second coming of Christ through uh, apocalypse? I think they you know? say they're trying to do that. But I, I think, think it's reality, a very subconscious thing. It's like, oh, well, I don't really want to deal with reality. I want to go to a better place. So I, I kind of feel like I'm doing a good thing by accelerating the doom and gloom that's going to happen. And then it's going to be like the whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I think you got a lot of people every, wanting to create this revolution. So it's, it's dangerous times. I think if you took every televangelist that's a millionaire in this country, put them all on a, on a polygraph and asked them. Are there that actually, many of them? This Actually, dozens and dozens and dozens that are multi, multi, multi millionaires. We took all. Of okay, them. so we can just start our magical truth religion, and you know, no, no, we'll he, you're skipping ahead. You're, you're skipping ahead. So, let's put them all on a polygraph and ask them: Do they honestly swear on their life that they actually believe that unless you accept this mythical character of Jesus as your savior, that you're going to go to hell? If they actually believe that. They'd all fail a polygraph. 
in my theories, none of them believe it. I bet none they do them. believe it. They do believe it. No, I don't think problem. they do. I don't think they do at all. I, I think, think it's a total farce. Them. No, I, I, I don't think any of them do. They know goddamn well what they're doing is just making money and brainwashing people. But that's my oh. theory. If you feel that, that way, then we can confront them. Is, is that cynical of me? missionary tour. I think we should. What, what, what would we call the tour? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but I, I think it would be pretty funny to confront people on spirituality because if, if, any, if nothing else, it would just demonstrate that people don't know anything. I got it. I got it. I got it. Jen and Brian's magical misery tour. <sighs> what do you think? Thanks for listening to Science Boobies, culturally insensitive quantum physics and space-time stuff. You can find us on scienceboobies.com. Please send us comments and money. People probably need hugs, so we might as well be on a tour rather than just on the radio. Because they're obviously going to be going through some cognitive no. dissonance, right? They don't need hugs. They need to be hugged with knowledge. Yes, yeah, so that we need to hug them with, with proof and evidence and facts and reality. We need to okay, take so the, what? physical hugging, intellectual dick slapping. Either or both at the same time. I'm I done playing games because people are at a point where I'm just like submit or die I in a very take, non-violent way. Okay. This may sound strange and may sound like metaphysical or whatever, but um, – okay. You take one of these, these million millionaire preachers that seriously fell off. You, you strap him to a chair, right? And you basically take, you know... Polygraph's take, not forensically reliable. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about polygraph. I, I'm talking about, like, let's, let's take our fists and, and, and ram into the air and, and, and blast a hole through the, through the Higgs field and pull out shards of bosons in our, in, in our hands so our hands are bleeding with, with truth and, and then take those bleeding fists and, like, and like beat the living shit out of these people with the, the cosmic <laughs> truth of the Higgs field and reality and, and, and quantum physics. And, the Higgs field and everything. is kind of a fallacy. Well, okay, Jen, please stop. You're ruining my, my rant. Okay, so... We do this. We stop them with with scientific truth based on everything that's real, including the including the spooky stuff in space in in, uh, in quantum physics, and show them that they're totally full of shit and they're leading people astray. And I think if we do that, if we leave them, you know, bare and bloodied with um with the stain of, of truth on them, you know, in, in the sense of us absolutely just burying them in scientific truth, intervention style, like heavy military intervention style, to where, like, we basically take their brain and, and microwave it and, and steam out all the bullshit. I think if we could turn one of those people on our side, that could turn the tide. Well, I mean, uh, we're never going to turn everybody. So the idea is to turn the right people. Yeah. And just basically like, say... I'm going to give you a choice now, but mm -hmm. you won't, in the future, I'm going to remember the fact you didn't, like, yeah. I'm going to remember that you fucked me over today, which was when it mattered, right? Yeah. So there's going to be enough people on, the thing is, it's like, tell the truth now or lose your ability forever to tell the truth. Yeah. I mean, I'm not talking about physically hurting these people. I'm talking about mentally re-brainwashing them with reality. You know, if, if it's possible for them to do that with millions and millions of people, they're throwing money to why can't we rebrainwash the televangelist into reality and then turn him on our side to fight against, you know, the religious bigots and, um, and sleeves bags that are ripping people off and spreading this stupid fictitious religion. And well, he has multiple vested interests in it. He makes all his money off it. He probably also wants to go to heaven himself. But he doesn't uh, believe so that. I don't think he believes that for a second. <clears throat> My way to, to do change again. is just to, okay, I think, I think that, he, I really think you're overestimating his sleazebagness because I think people on some level, if they're going to push some ideology, they have to be convinced that it's a good idea. They're not just going to push mm. anything. They don't know what it is. And they're pushing it because they know it works. 
They know it's a guaranteed system to make money and can control people starting a religion or starting a church. They even, they even know how to do it, the step-by-step process. Um, you create um, some magical event in your life that you can use as, as, as a so story. So why do you want to troll the bottom of the gutter snails of religious that's people? that's where it starts. That's where, that's where no, it starts with us starts. calling ourselves gay universal gay lords and then saying we are not going to worship the state anymore because we're going to worship the Church of Entropy. Because but, literally nobody knows the truth and it's a really big piss off for people who are focused on telling the truth. So Religion, not religion, revolution starts at the bottom. So if we catch these sleazebags, these multi-million dollar sleazebag preachers, if we can turn them on our side, that will start a real revolution. You know. So the only way to turn them on our side is if they see that there's some sort of financial upswing to it. So you really want to no, bring some... No, 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 because then you're just turning them in, in, into, into some other t- type of corrupt person. So you're They're telling me motivated that for these, by money. People, for these people, we're going to be able to break through their religious illusions, break yeah. through their materialistic illusions, break through their, you know... <laughs> did I say existentialist illusions yet? No, not yet. Anyway, you know what I'm saying... Well, you know, I didn't say it was going to be easy. You're talking about changing someone's mind. You're talking about trying to change the absolute hardest person's mind on an issue, which is nearly, I mean, targeting the hardest target is like setting yourself up. It's kind of a little Marxist-y, don't you think? <laughs> well, you know what? If, if, the, if the screwdriver fits, use it. You know? All this Marxist screwdriver does is it turns you into a cross-eyed moron who is constantly proselytizing your ideology in some sort of freak show thing. It's, it's like there's no way out of the prison of that ideology because okay. they're on some level, they're mar- I don't want to say they're married to it, but they adore the, this notion that society can run this way. It's like there is a way to have a society that approaches, I don't want to say a communal ideal, but that there is some degree of interparticipation. But that can only happen when it's the smartest people calling the shots, period. Yeah, but then those people can become corrupt with the control they have over they the They can become market. corrupt, so it's all about having ways to keep that in check, which is all about getting a consequence and having, having that be what discourages you from the bad behavior. Sounds too simplistic. I don't think it's going to work. I think my idea of, uh, of militant-style intervention and, and re-brainwashing these people is, is the way to go. Um, isn't that bad karma, though? So it, you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs, Jen. You know? Okay. This, this is a karma omelet, and you cannot make it without breaking some eggs. A karma omelet. Okay. So if we are going to make a karma omelet, we have to decide which eggs are we breaking. All of them. This entire world, besides the 1% that are atheists and free thinkers, besides that 1%, are all absolutely brainwashed into believing fantasy. We've got to so change how, all their minds. So how do we go about doing that? Well, we have to get them to wake up. I mean, I, I think if people realize that there's no disconnect between them and every other person in the world, that they're all just the same people on the planet, that they're going to realize they don't need their religions, they don't need their, their fantasies and fairy tales, and they don't need these corrupt government leaders or televangelists to tell them what to do. They can think for themselves. They can turn their brain on again. It might be dead from atrophy, but, you know, it might have some life left to it, and people could, could lead a productive life for the rest of their years, um, unencumbered by the, you know, the, the, uh, the oppression and, um, and bondage of, of religion or, um, or Marxism or what have you, or any other control system. Oh, I think we're missing a key lesson is that what? these control, like what you're calling a control system, which you can maybe also link to the idea of the coordinate system. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. They're not identical. They're not identical, but they, they crop up and they're things that are what are called maximal entropy states. They cannot be avoided. Right. So it's, it's about saying we know that this kind of weird, creepy nonsense hive mind Borg type behavior is a natural manifestation of the human. I think you really touched on it before with this idea of like one singular religious leader where it's, it's about, it's about a personality cult more than it's it really yeah. being a genuine spiritual um, purification or whatever you'd, you'd be idealizing it towards. But yeah. you have to take in mind that without an ideology, 
these other, you know, impure, which we can, that which we can distinguish for sure to be impure ideology will creep in if there isn't already a key fundamental ideology operating, like the person doesn't already have that key, like, no, no, no. a fundamental, like, it, differentiation. You make it an ideological free zone where there's yeah, no ideology allowed. You cannot have that. I'm saying that an ideology will creep up one way or the other. Take, for example, words. That you can think of words as a type of ideology in a way. Uh, so you have more power if you have a bigger uh, precision in the words that you're speaking because the words uh, relate to information. Mm-hmm. And information is the uh, accessibility of information that's connected to like the inverse function of entropy, which has to do with understanding how systems evolve through time. Okay. So can, you take this, can you take this entropical, if that's a word, system, this mathematical entropy system, which, which you so love, could you take it and using math, quote unquote, air quotes, could you use that to create a solution to cleanse this world of false ideology and, 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 fanciful religion and corrupt uh, governments. How do you do it mathematically? What? What do you think Church of Entropy is? What are the tenets of the Church of Entropy? Every church has tenets. You already know the answer to that. Well, our our listeners might not know. What's because I never said it? (laughs) Well, then maybe you you can enlighten me as well. It's whatever you want it to be. Oh, Some people need a religion. Some people hate religion. But yeah. you can't allow your disdain for organized religion to uh, remove your awareness of your inborn need for spiritual submission. Otherwise, you're going to get dominated by really shitty ideologies, i.e. the state, i.e. Marxism, slash blah, blah, blah. No, Marxism no, no. was used to remove people's ability to think critically and think independently. And that's, that's another thing I hate about it. It's called something called critical theory, which gets conflated with critical thinking. And they're really like, they couldn't be more different. One is basically just criticizing. The other one is evaluating things from a, or at least okay. trying to be more objective. So what are the tenants again? Because you, you started to say them, but they said, it sounds like you don't have tenants. Well, there's different the levels. There's different levels for people to be well, at. So give me the base level. Know. The base level would be entropist, I guess, which would be you, you accept the entropy, which, uh, you know, basically if you're, if you're smart, you understand that it's inevitable that entropy increases. So it's not a debate anybody can make. Okay. So how do you... So we can get any shysters out immediately on the front door. All right. They won't even be able to come in one step. And then could we also include the fact that ideologies are inherently evil and, 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 and uh, destructive? We can say that ideologies, I, I mean, I don't agree with that. Uh, I think the truth ideology is the, the only really way to save yourself from the problem we're in right now. But truth but is I not an ideology. Also, truth is just truth. Well, you, you know, <laughs> it's not that simple. So you do need Maybe to truth between groups. You're always going to have a subjective bias. If you want to look at a subjective bias, look at the fight that just happened between Alex Jones and Chank or Chank Uger or whatever his name is. They both think they're doing the right thing. And yeah. they're, you know, they're in, <laughs> why are they in conflict with each other? There's got to be some way to, you know, you sit down and talk about it, some way to arbitrate the truth out of that situation. There's probably some attraction there, but let's for another show. Are you it's like actually a secret gay thing? <laughs> No, I don't know. Um, okay, so basically, so far the solution is follow the Church of Entropy for you, and I say um, obliterate all ideology and all culture and live as humans from Earth. And if we each are like independent little beings with little beacons on top of our head flashing, and everyone else okay. on Earth can see it, the, be- the beacons flash, and they can go, that's another person on Earth. I can relate to him. That's not ideology. That's just, that's just community. Community not based on ideology. Just well, you have a reality. negative association to the word ideology. Ideology just means that. holding something to an ideal. If you hold truth but as your you ideal, can't. no, you can't. See, hold that's anything the problem to an ideal. with your society is you just say, "Oh, yeah, truth is my ideal," and just sort of leave it 
and just forget about it and assume that no, you're No, because then people will distort that. People would keep, you know what would happen if you did that? People would suddenly create the church of truth idealism. And they'd ask for money every week. Okay, I'm not asking for any money, and you know why? Because I honestly think spiritual dimension is not meant to have any money involved. And if someone wants to, you know, I know there are a lot of arguments, but I am of the opinion that you can make money without having to be a spiritual whore and to place yourself on a level that is unearned. To make well, a quick buck is not something I can. So we just take the, remove the stress of the making money part and just make it about learning and do mentorships kind of thing. And money is, people want to learn, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure of it. And obviously we've, we don't really have like an actual core ideology because there's so many different interests that are kind of tr- vying for our attention. It's not really fair to indoctrinate students into a, I guess you'd call it a statist Marxist ideology. Well, that's why if you outlaw all culture and idealism, uh, people would not be able to be brainwashed into Marxism or communism. Uh, it would crop up regardless. So you can't just be like, don't think this. And they were like, I'm going to think it anyway. People, a lot of times, are very rebellious. No, but you don't tell them not to think it. You tell them they don't need to. What? You don't don't tell them not to think something. You tell them they don't need to. So then it's up to them. Well, you can argue that the problems we see in society today are a consequence of that false belief, that exact false belief, being like, ah, whatever. I get it. And just uh, sort of hand-waving it. Jen. I need Tylenol. I need Tylenol. This is this is hurting my brain. You're smart enough to understand it. The only false ideology you have to let go is the media false appeals to authority stuff, because they always try to appeal to authority. They always slander, which is so easy, because they'll just slander anyone who's doing something good. So just look up anybody getting slandered in the media, and then they're probably mm-hmm. doing something good. You can trust someone, I think, by watching them. So I think a lot of the mainstream stuff is just to scare people out of checking anything out in the mainstream media. But if you can get enough people on board with the fact that that is a false narrative, you'll it'll break. Like, you can't just resurrect a false narrative. You can resurrect a dead ideology, which is what they did with Marxism, because, I mean, you look at how it works, like, why is it so popular? It had to have some motivation. Yeah, but that's, I think, people just chasing the, chasing a dream. Chasing an impossible dream, something that doesn't exist. What do you mean? This like global community perfect yeah. family thing? Well, it plays on people's weaknesses. Yeah. There's a great well, piece. Do you think uh, that science movies is contributing to the eradication of, of this um, this horrible uh, scourge? I would like to say yes. I think it's. It's something we have to do as a group because I know for a lot of people, people have been a lot for a long time. People have been sitting around and like listening to people be like these word Hitlers, and they're like thinking to themselves, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" But they're too cowardly to call them out on it because the reaction from everybody else would be like, "Ah!" And that's a Marxism thing. It's like it's so ingrained in the culture that anybody doing that role of sort of putting somebody in line who's behaving like a degenerate is Mm -hmm. then attacked as an oppressor, quote-unquote. So it really creates this situation where, you know, so as a culture we kind of have to say, okay, we're not going to listen to these crazy people who are obviously just emotional train wrecks. They just need a hug. They're the minority. They're just the loudest. So it's going to be about shifting the attitude into saying, okay, well, who are the the opposite end of those people? It sounds too complicated. It's not. I'm the one who found the SJWs (laughs) in the first place, so... Not that hard to. What's the opposite of an SJW is a Marxist ideal. It's it's a if if you get SJWs in a culture, it means you have the Marxist shit. By the way, um, just you gotta tell people um, the the uh, people that might not know what SJW means. Oh, social justice warrior. I put it up on my YouTube thing. It explains from a Russian-Soviet defector why social justice is a psyop. And unfortunately, you get people who are so invested in it as like a, almost like a personality cult. It, almost, it does kind of become personality cultish, which is why I tried to design my thing in a way that would sort of draw people away, you know, from mm-hmm. that tendency, but in a, in a much better way. And, you know, everyone's self-esteem is in the toilet. So most of the time I spend my time just trying to prop up people's self-esteem that's, it's rock bottom from Marxism. 
But they Is have your to boyfriend agree. listening to you right now? No. <laughs> so it's like if he's listening to this, he must be like his brain must be like like smoking right now. Well, you have a certain relationship to Marxism. A lot of people have a particular relationship to it, but it's really hard to bridge the gap. But we cannot allow emotion to dictate um, uh, our our attitudes culturally any more than we can politically. Otherwise, it's just going to descend into tyranny. All right, you're right. We don't want tyranny. If um, they can be made to see that they're the bad guys, then they'll mm-hmm. probably stop because they they're pro- most of them are you know goody two shoes thinking they're doing the right thing, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Without realizing all their causes have been subverted by Marxism, well, unfortunately. Well, we're going to try to solve that problem on on possibly next week's show or some some show soon. Um, I just want to ask you one last question, Jen. Um, are you a psyop? Am I a psyop, like my my existence? Yes. I, yes or no? It's not a question I can answer because I'm subjective observer. Okay, well, I just want to remind you that I am not a psyop. Um, to our listeners out there, we're going to find out if Jen is a psyop, hopefully at some show soon. Um, but, Jen, I think we're out of time here. We're going to have to leave the, um, the Marxist topic for another day. That was a long um, show. No, I think basically we're done with Marxism we need to go hard on it expunge it you know a lot of people are doing comedy and it's going in a really good like I've seen a lot of comedy come out it's going in a great direction mm-hmm. we don't even have to talk about Marxism again because no one's going to come on and <laughs> and debate on Marxism but some people might have ideologies that they don't realize are so like quasi-Marxist so we might have to go heavy on them be like you're cool on these issues, but this stuff, like you're straight up Marxizing, it's not making any sense type deal. So do you think we went hard enough on Marxism this week? I feel pretty good. Um, good. You know, you never know when you're going to trigger the next round of triggerings when it, when it comes to the people getting offended. But uh, All right. I hope people are sufficiently offended because if, if we don't revolt against this as a culture, that's kind of what we're going to be doomed to endure for that's right, boobies. The winter won't freeze all of our problems. Oh, that's so poetic. You should put that on, on a plaque or, or your headstone or whatever. Yeah, that's really Probably cool. not my Facebook feed, eh? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, we're going to wrap the show up. Um, as always, uh, get more information at scienceboobies.com. That's scienceboobies.com. Don't forget to get your, your T-shirt that's also on the page and uh, our other episodes. And you can see a, a bunch of links on there to Jen's really, really strange universe of, of videos. And uh, maybe we'll put a link to the Church of Entropy up there too, which I forgot to do. So, uh, all right. Oh, we'll, and uh, there's the Ron Paul article that he put out today about cultural Marxism. My right, boy, we'll get to Paul. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. All right. Um, I'm going to end the show. Jen, have a good night, and uh, I will see you soon. Um, Let's, uh, why don't you finish the show with some magical word of, uh, of encouragement. This podcast is hosted by Jen and Brian and was recorded using the internet, which is a series of tubes. Copyright 2016 Intentional Sharfing Media Cartel. Music by Bent Sound. Listen to more episodes on sciencespoobies.com. Yes, I said boobies. Goodbye. Now go home and read a book before your brain dies of atrophy.